You are listening to episode number 36 of the Secondary Science Simplified podcast. At this point in the year, it sounds like most of you are back to school, but a few of you later starters, all you post-Labor Day teachers up north, you're just getting your teaching schedules for the year, and some of you are seeing that you are teaching anatomy for the first time. I know this could totally excite you or totally terrify you, and either way, I am here to help. Anatomy is one of my all-time favorite subjects, and so in this episode, I'm here to share with you five tips for teaching anatomy that will help you and your students fall in love with this course. Let's dive in. This is Secondary Science Simplified, a podcast for secondary science teachers who want to engage their students and simplify their lives. I'm Rebecca Joyner from It's Not Rocket Science. As a high school science teacher turned curriculum writer, I'm passionate about helping other science teachers love their jobs, serve their students, and do it all in only 40 hours a week. Are you ready to rock the time you spend in your classroom and actually have a life outside of it? You're in the right place, teacher friend. Let's get to today's episode. Now, before we get started, I have a little request. I'm doing something I've never done before, and I'm putting together an episode in a few weeks where I'm going to share tips for how to reach every learner in your science classes, and I want your help. I would love to do an episode filled with advice from all you listeners for how you engage a diverse group of learners in your classes. All you have to do is record a little 30-second clip, and you have a chance to have your audio clip featured on the upcoming episode of this podcast. All you have to do is head to itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash SSS and follow the instructions. And I'll be sure to link this in the show notes as well, so you can find a clickable link there. Now, let's talk about teaching anatomy. I'm so excited about this episode because anatomy is really fun in that it's different from most science courses that I've taught because most high schools classify anatomy and physiology as an elective science. So even if your state has some established standards for teaching anatomy and physiology, you most likely still have some flexibility there in terms of the breadth and the depth of what you decide to teach your students. And this is just the beauty of getting to teach a class that doesn't end in an EOC or an AP exam. So this is kind of why my first tip for having the best year ever teaching anatomy is to pick a goal for your anatomy classes and stick to it. Okay, so here's what I mean by that. There are so many different ways you can take on an elective science course and so many different ways you can structure the course. And honestly, if you're in those giant you know, teacher Facebook groups, I'm in a couple of them, it can be overwhelming. Like I'm in this big anatomy teacher Facebook group and all these people have all these ideas and I'm constantly inspired, but also constantly overwhelmed. Like, am I doing enough? Am I doing this class right? And that's where I wanna encourage you this year. Pick your number one goal for your class and just stick to that and understand that other people are gonna do this class differently and that's okay. So here's what I want you to ask yourself. I want you to consider as you consider what this number one goal would be, what do you care most about your students learning from this course? Do you care most about the terminology and them really knowing all the terms that they will one day hear in college anatomy and physiology? Do you care most about making sure you cover every single system? 
Do you care most about covering the systems in immense detail, even if that means you can't cover every system? Do you care most about giving your students the most solid foundation possible pre-college anatomy and physiology? Or do you care most about inspiring them just to love the subject? Now, I know that you can care and desire multiple things that I just listed, but you can only care about one thing the most, and that's what I want you to really consider. And there's no wrong answer here. Just pick one thing and make that the goal that you stick to. For me personally, I decided that I just cared most about getting my students to fall in love with the subject. Because here's the deal. If my students love anatomy, they're going to have to take it again in college anyway for any sort of health science related major. I would personally rather use the time that I have with them in my course to inspire a love for the human body and save all of the memorization and all those nitty gritty details for when they inevitably take anatomy and physiology down the road. Now, another thing to consider as you pick your goal is read the room. What types of students are taking your anatomy course? Is your classroom full of all of the AP bio students that are now taking anatomy, or is it filled with students who are just trying to get a third lab science credit in order to graduate? Or maybe it's a mixture of the two. If this is the case, I just really urge you to consider the route that is best for your students. And if you have a mixed bag of students, let's try to serve the majority of your students. Every student can benefit from a growing appreciation for the complexities of the human body. But not every student is going to benefit from being forced to memorize all 206 bones. So for me and my anatomy course and curriculum, it's more about giving my students an overview of every system because I want to cover them all in some way, inspiring them to love the subject, and including as many real-world examples as I possibly can to engage my students. And speaking of that, my second tip for you teaching anatomy this year is to really prioritize real-world application. I don't know if there's an opportunity that has as much potential for real-world application than teaching anatomy does. It is such an easy course to relate to your students because guess what? Every student in your classroom has a body. And so it's important for us as high school science teachers especially is to keep the science that we're teaching our students relevant. And it's so easy to do that with very little effort in anatomy classes. Now, of course, I know like when we think real world application, when it comes to anatomy, we're probably immediately thinking about teaching diseases and disorders, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with this. I feel like in a generation of true crime junkies and binge-worthy docuseries on the rarest of medical maladies on Netflix, this is a great way to engage our students in our content and just to get them seeing the relevancy of what we're learning out in the real world. But that isn't all we can do. I think so many of us as anatomy teachers, we miss an opportunity to teach our students really critical life skills. And I'm not just talking about dissection skills that only a fraction of our students will maybe potentially use in their future vocations. I'm talking about real life skills that they can use as a future parent, as a coworker, or even as a pedestrian on the street who may witness a medical emergency. What if this year you taught your students CPR in your cardiovascular unit? Or better yet, collaborated with your school's health teacher or the local fire department to bring in an EMT to teach your students CPR? What if you taught your students how to do a tourniquet? Hopefully this is a skill they will never need to utilize, but how awesome would it be to equip them with a life-saving survival skill like this? 
I really love the opportunity that incorporating these skills allows for bringing in outside professionals into the classroom too. And teaching anatomy is just such an epic way to engage the community in your classroom. So I really encourage you to do that this year. Another thing I want to encourage you to do is to get your students doing research. Teaching anatomy is such a great opportunity to have them research on a daily basis. And what a great skill if we could have all of our students leave our class with the ability to ask great questions, find answers, and come up with cited evidence-based conclusions. If there is one thing that the last few years has taught me, it is that our students are daily forming opinions about critical societal issues entirely based on clickbait social media posts that they're consuming on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. I cannot tell you how many of my old students and the babysitters of my own children that I follow on Instagram, I'll see repost something on their Instagram stories and I'll go click to read the article and read the quote and what it's backed by. And there's absolutely zero scientific research backing up the claims they're making. It is now more than ever critical that we teach our students how to do legit research, how to evaluate if research was done well, how to assess claims that are backed by evidence, supposedly, and then be able to make their own claims backed by evidence and reasoning. And an anatomy class is so prime for doing this because here's why. I love physics, but physics hasn't changed that much since the days of Isaac Newton. There's only so much you can do to refute the basic laws of nature and the laws of gravity that physics is all about. Anatomy, on the other hand, is a subject that is changing on an almost daily basis as new medical discoveries arise. I mean, think about these last few years with COVID. How many times has the CDC guidelines changed based on new evidence that has been gathered? And that's what anatomy is all about. If there's one thing I can urge you to do in this episode is to prioritize getting your students to do research and to cite those sources in your anatomy class. But of course, that's not the only thing I want to urge you to do. I really also want to urge you to consider really reevaluating and reorienting your scope and sequence for your anatomy course to emphasize the interconnectedness of the systems of the human body. So that's my fourth tip for you. When I think back to anatomy when I was in high school, and I think this is most likely what a lot of us experienced. Our anatomy class followed a very predictable sequence. You know, read about a body system in the textbook, label a diagram of the system with all of the parts, memorize the names of those parts, be assessed on those names in a quiz or test, and then probably learn a bit of the physiology about the system too. Then you rinse that, you repeat it, and you do it times 12 for all of the body systems. And I'm not saying, you know, our teachers were terrible. You know, we didn't, at least when I was in high school, we didn't have the technology and all the things we have available now. But one of the things I really wanted to do differently when I was coming up with my anatomy course was I wanted my students to truly appreciate the beautiful interconnectedness of all the systems within the human body. So because of this, instead of teaching and assessing on each system in isolation, like I was used to when I took the course, I decided to group the systems within an overarching theme and to teach the systems in chunks. And I didn't come up with this myself. When I was writing my course, I was reading a lot of different states' anatomy standards, and a couple of the states did this. They clumped the systems up. So for example, I teach the nervous system, the senses, and the endocrine system all together under the umbrella of my control and coordination unit. And the assessment questions and the project for that unit, it's all about seeing how these things work together to control and coordinate the body. 
And I'll link in the show notes a blog post where I have my anatomy sequence and my scope in more detail so you can read more about how I chunk it up. But I found that this helps so much. And I try in every unit to have a project or even just a test question that ties all the systems we've learned about thus far together. I want a constant refrain of my anatomy course to be, how do these systems work together to maintain homeostasis in the body? And especially when I think of my final exam, you know, I have a traditional anatomy final exam included in my anatomy exam pack with multiple choice and open response and all of that. But honestly, my ideal final exam when teaching anatomy, if I have the time and capacity to grade it, is just to ask students to write a 3.5 paragraph essay with three detailed examples of how the systems work together to maintain homeostasis. That's really what I want them to get in this class is how these systems work together. And I really love doing alternative summative assessments like this when I do have the time for them. And so I'll also link a blog post in the show notes with some other ideas for alternative exams that may be helpful for you. And last but not least, I want you to take advantage of seasonal opportunities when teaching anatomy because teaching anatomy can be so much fun for that. It's just one of those courses that lends itself to celebrating the holidays. So you can do something for a fun holiday that's still totally relevant and not off base at all. And I love doing this in my anatomy course. So for example, I have loved seeing how teachers use Halloween to cover something gory with their students or to do the pickle autopsy. I love seeing all the pickle autopsies um, around the time of year that Halloween falls. But if you're looking for something a little bit simpler, because I know that requires a bit of prep, I have a Halloween science activity for anatomy. I have one for biology, chemistry, and physics, and they're free. And I will link that in the show notes as well so you can grab those. I also love to do something for the cardiovascular system around Valentine's Day because I try to make my sequence fall where that aligns up. And so I love to have students do things about the heart then. And I also, I save my integumentary system for the spring. So I teach the integumentary system alongside the immune and lymphatic systems in my protection unit. And I do that because at the beginning of the year, it's hurricane season where I live. So we don't even know if we'll ever see the sun or if we'll be in school or we won't. And it's always kind of chaotic. But I love to use and take advantage of that spring sunshine and do a UV exposure investigation when I teach the integumentary system. And again, these are just a few examples of what you can do to keep the content seasonally relevant, but still be super fun. And so I hope you'll take advantage of the opportunity to do that if you're teaching anatomy this year. And I hope these ideas help to inspire you if you're teaching this for the first time, especially because this is such a fun course and I hope you love it as much as I have. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I'll make sure to include all the links that I mentioned in the show notes, which you can find at itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash episode 36. And don't forget, you can have your voice heard on the Secondary Science Simplified podcast. Just head to itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash SSS for all of the details. All right, teacher friends, that wraps up today's episode. If you're looking for an easy way to start simplifying your life as a secondary science teacher, head to itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash challenge to grab your classroom reset challenge. And guess what? It's totally free. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you here next week. Until then, I'll be rooting for you, teacher friend. <laughs>